1: Download the
0: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? Is Patrick! Time now for the Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550.
0: Ralph Krueger. All right. We got our man. The Sabres have their head coach. And I'm happy about it. I'd like to come on here and just brag just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, it was. It's been over a month. Since I wrote an article that was entitled "Keep an Eye on Ralph Kruger," I always thought there was a chance that this would happen, and I'm glad that we're sitting here today uh, talking about it. Ralph Kruger is the newest Buffalo Sabres head coach. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number for your reaction. Five fifty five fifty is the text line, or you can get me on Twitter at Sneaky Joe. WGR, 45 minutes away, less even, about 40 minutes away. We're going to switch to NHL coverage. We're going to go to the Western Conference Finals, Game 3 in St. Louis. Ryan O'Reilly in the Blues, host Evander Kane and the San Jose Sharks. Puck drop at 8 here on WGR. Um, Kruger, I think if you've listened to my show at all over the past month, you pretty much know my thoughts on him as an idea uh, as a candidate, and I always was intrigued by it, I think, when this whole thing started, and you saw that he had left Southampton. The timing was weird that he didn't stay there through the end of the Premier League season, or even till his contract expired in June. He left last month, and why would he leave last month? The only thing that ever really made a lot of sense for that was the guy wants to get back into the NHL, and the biggest question wasn't even, Hey, can you get him? Really, I think the biggest question was, does he want to coach? He had talked to Pierre LeBron about wanting to be an executive in the NHL, whether that be in a president role or something lower. But that didn't seem to be out there for him. He didn't really want to expand on that much when he talked today. If you want to listen to all of the audio from Kruger, he was on with the instigators. He was on with Showpin' the Bulldog. He was on his. He was on conference call. That's all on demand at WGR five fifty. Dot com. He never really went into, brought it into light whether he got any sort of executive offer. But hey, he's they the Sabers did it. They convinced a the guy that wasn't like he do- Ralph Krueger did not need to come back to coaching. Whatever you think of him as a candidate, you might think this is a bad idea for the Sabers. You might think, hey, the guy's got forty eight games of NHL experience. Otherwise, he's coached Switzerland, and that's pretty much it. And in some respect, you're right. But I think they did a pretty good job, and I have to be feeling pretty good about an idea when you have a guy who... Someone described him as the Dosekis guy, and that's kind of how I see him. Like, he's the most interesting man in the world. Well, he's maybe the most interesting man in hockey. He's the most interesting coach in the world. How many NHL coaches have run an English Premier League soccer team? And actually did a pretty good job at it, too. To be honest. How many NHL coaches are on the World Economic Forum? The guy's got tons of interests outside of hockey and he's written a book on leadership and it's in German and all, all he's worked as a he's worked for Team Canada at the Olympics and he's worked as a scout and he's worked as a coach and as an assistant coach international and NHL scene. So the guy's been all over the place and I have to think you get that many opportunities to do different things then you have to be a pretty talented individual. That doesn't mean that it will work here. That doesn't mean that he's going to be the next great NHL coach. I think if he was going to be some legendary coach, he probably would have done it by now. But the guy hasn't been given a whole lot of opportunity, at least in the NHL, and I'm glad the Sabres are the team that they are deciding to do that because Ken Campbell put it perfectly from the Hockey News. And his story on it, his quote was, That's what good leaders are not afraid to do. Jason Bottrill could have tiptoed around this, but instead he went off the map and out of the box. And that's exactly what Jason Bottrill did. And I'm very happy with the job that he did. I mean, about a week ago, maybe a little more, when Jacques Martin was the main figure we were thinking about and talking about. And I think John Shannon had him as a leading candidate, along with Todd Richards to be the Sabres coach, I could not have been in a darker place with who the Sabres general manager was. But after this happened, and not really knowing how serious it ever got with Jacques Martin, I'm feeling pretty good about the Sabre GM, at least when it comes to this coach search. Um, it's, it's, it's the perfect medium for a coach, right? It's between experienced and Gronberg, who they didn't interview. It's different... But it's not too different because, of course, it's the NHL and you can't go flying off the map because everyone will crucify you. But really, like it is to me the perfect in-between for Gronberg, who I think a lot of us wanted and has co- coaches a European style, has coached on big ice, you would think would bring some aspects of the international game into the the Sabres and Kruger's giving you some of that while also having a lot of experience not just in coaching but also in NHL coaching
1: when Randy Sexton and Steve Green and myself sat down to start going over names on who we wanted to interview who we wanted to do some background information sort of checks on we talked a lot about experience we talked about NHL experience but we also wanted to make sure we, we opened it up and through this process maybe it wasn't always out in the media but we looked at a lot of coaches that had NHL experience
0: but also up and coming young coaches we wanted to make sure that we just got the right person to come in here. I wonder what he means there by up-and-coming up and, up and coming young coaches. That's Jason Bottrell, the Sabres GM. To me, that means maybe, hey, they had a guy or two in the mix that were young and up-and-coming head coaches. I bet you they were in on Sheldon Keefe. I would have to ha- hazard guess that they had some interest in Sheldon Keefe. I think he makes their list, and that, too, gives me a little bit of optimism about who your GM is, that he would take an idea like that into consideration, even though you want to have an experienced coach like that even that soundbite right there i want to take him at his word and thinking he wanted an experienced guy but if you're still cons- that doesn't mean you have to flatly rule out everyone that doesn't have experience and that's another good trait that i think you should have running a team even if you want a, an experienced guy you recognize hey sheldon keith is this hot young up and coming coach in toronto We do want a guy that's coached in the league before, but if we can get him, we'll do that. We'll consider that. And that's what sounds like happened here. Because if they were just going for NHL experience, they would have hired the guy who's coached 30 years in the NHL in Jacques Martin, even though it hasn't really been 30 good years, instead of the guy who's coached 48 games in uh, Ralph Krueger. So I love the hire. When you listen to him talk um, about like, getting the most out of your players, especially your young players, and he's doing that via positive reinforcement, and, like, that's today's game, and really, that should have been the old game, too. Like, that's how I think if you really want to get the most out of your guys, that's the way you do it, and that's especially going to work when you have a bright, young core like the Sabres have with uh, Reinhard Eichel and uh, Darlene, especially. The other thing that this kind of brings into play is Skinner, and you have to hope that Jeff Skinner really respects this hire. There's a statement out there by his agent that essentially says that, "Hey, like we know, uh, let me find the statement here real quick. It was uh, talking to John Vogel and Skinner's agent. Well, it's too early to say what Ralph, or I think Ralph is very well respected. That's that's all. That's all it is. And you don't really get a read out of that, but." I think you have to hope Skinner respects this move and uh, it doesn't turn him off to the idea of coming back here. I can't imagine that it would, but um, you have to hope because that's kind of what's next on the on the docket here. The, they got their coach, and next up is Skinner. And Jason Bottrell said earlier today that that's next and that Skinner wanted to see who the coach was, and that all makes sense. Maybe that's why we haven't been hearing a whole lot since the end of the season. Hey, they're going to play the waiting game until Jeff Skinner knows who their head coach is. Now is go time. Now it's time for us to start hearing about a Jeff Skinner uh, negotiation. We might not because it seems like this coach search was pretty much under wraps. We didn't hear about Kruger until Sunday. And we were over a month in by that point. And boom, four days later, he's the coach. So maybe we don't hear a whole lot about Skinner until it happens. Maybe we just are scrolling through Twitter one day and we just see an announcement by the Sabres. That's how the trade happened. Maybe that is what happens. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe we shouldn't worry about not hearing a whole lot about the Skinner negotiation. Because you do think back to that trade. I remember sitting right here in this same room and looking at my computer screen and boom, there it was. All of a sudden, out of out of the blue, out of thin air, no one had reported anything about this. No one there was no rumors about this. Boom, there it was. Sabres acquired Jeff Skinner. And I'm hoping as much as I'm wondering if uh, that's going to happen with a contract as well. Otherwise, you got 46 days until that man becomes an unrestricted free agent. 8030550 is the phone number. We'll uh, take your calls as we continue here for the next half hour before we get you to Blues and Sharks. Let's go to Jonathan and Alden. Jonathan, you're on the nightcap. What's up?
1: Hey, Joe. Um, I have to agree with you. I have to say it, it is. I agree with you on it being the perfect medium. Gronberg and Keith were my favorites. My favorite were the, players, were the coaches I wanted them to hire, but after they became unavailable, I'm so glad they got Ralph Kruger and Jack Martin. I think he's a good defensive-minded coach. I think he can really turn this defense around. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic because this could go haywire, but overall, I really like what we got.
0: Yeah, thanks for the call, man. No, good points. I mean, for one, like that's it. They could have done so much worse, so much worse. They could have ended up with Jacques Martin or Todd Richards as their head coach. And I think there's even a difference between those two. But those are two guys that I don't think would have inspired hope in anybody. Anybody. And yeah, I'm optimistic about him too. Of course you can't know. And really, like, Kruger to me is about as good as you could have done in this search. Other than Quenville probably. But it's only the coach. Like, yes, it matters. It matters. But their success will only be influenced by Ralph Kruger. It'll be driven by their roster and by their GM. That's the way I think of it. That's the way I think of hockey. Your coach is an influencer to whether you are good or not. But at the end of the day, it's going to mostly boil down to how much talent you have on your team. Because if you've got enough talent, then you could really carry some bozos around on on benches. I mean, does anyone sitting around here think Dan Bylsma was a good coach? Anybody? Certainly not a great coach. And he won a Stanley Cup. That should be evidence, just a little bit of evidence, that if your team is good enough, that can overcome who your coach is. And that's a pretty pessimistic way to look at this Kruger hiring. And I'm not really looking at it that way. But I still think like if they're going to be great it's still going to come down to who's playing D for me because they still need to remake that, and it's been about five years since they needed to remake that, and they still haven't done it. Let's go to Steve in Warsaw. Steve, you're on the nightcap. What's up?
1: Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Not too bad. uh, I've been listening to this uh, hire all day long, and uh, there's been a couple notes that I've noticed all throughout the day. No one has really called in and been – Really excited about this hire. Uh, even with it's the the bulldog, they haven't really been excited about it. They haven't said the word excited or anything like that. I, I, I'm, I've
0: i have heard optimistic a lot. I, I I don't want to disagree with you that I haven't heard excited, but I've heard optimistic a lot.
1: Yeah, very very optimistic. I mean, but no one has really been excited today. I mean, all day long this we we've been listening to this radio.
0: Well, Steve, let me ask you. Oh, wait, first of all, are you excited about this hire? Are you excited about this hire?
1: I- I'm optimistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're so okay. Wrong, I, don't have, I don't have the
0: answer. Okay, but let me ask you, what candidate would they have announced? Even a, You can go all the way back to right at the end of the season. Who would they have hired where you just would have jumped out of your seat and went, let's go, like fist pump? <laughs> To me, Quenville was the only guy that was even available that would have done that for me, or for probably a lot of fans, and that obviously, he went to Florida super quick. But I don't think there's another name past that that would have made everyone super excited.
1: Yeah, and and you're exactly right. You hit it on the the nail, but like I said, no one's been excited. Where's this guy? What has he done? And you said, you know, we're, we're not looking for greatness. Yes, we are. We're looking for greatness. We're looking to win. And just to get us through that, you know, just to get us through that, the, the two seasons, three seasons, get—we're setting these uh, young players up for failure. And we're set. I mean, Jason Balters just nailed the, head, uh, the his last nail in the coffin.
0: Well, I mean, because
1: I, I don't think I don't think this was a good hire. Out the scare thing now—I don't think even is coming back to the Sabers.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Thanks for the call, Steve. I, I really think that. A lot of Kruger not having much of a resume when it comes to an NHL head coach is about opportunity. Like that's what I would want to think that it is. Um, and this league has proven that it's tough to crack through. And I, I really think that this is a, this is like this this could really show how talented an individual he really is. I, I don't want to think this is the final nail in the coffin for Botrel. I think this this is certainly his last coach hire. It's got to be. Unless they start rattling off Stanley Cups and then they have a couple down years and then Kruger goes. But past that, this is his last hire. So it better work. I'm on board with that idea. Like, his rope is not super long. But to think it's his final nail in the coffin before it even gets started here, I think we're jumping way too far in advance. If they have a bad year this year, and I'm talking bad year. Like, if they are hovering around 70, 75 points again, then maybe we're talking about a new GM. Maybe we're talking about it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Maybe we're talking about it. And if it does happen, well, is a new GM going to want to come in and get his new coach? So if you don't like this hire, I don't think you have to worry about him being here for two, three years, wasting your time. I think if they're really bad this year, I don't I don't see the GM having a ton of rope. Maybe he does, but, I mean, his first two years here, like Housley. This is why Housley went. You can only defend him so much. When your record is what it is. Last in the NHL and then fifth last in the NHL. It's hard to defend that. And if they put a third stinker in a row here, then there's going to be more changes. It just might not be a coach again. Let's go to John in Buffalo. John, you're on the nightcap. What's up?
1: Hey, Joe. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? I, I think it's a perfect hire. The guy's dynamic. He's smart. All right. He doesn't have NHL head coaching ability. He goes in front of people and tells them what's some kind of forum over there in Europe. I mean, this guy's oh, he's so intelligent, and I think this is who Botterill targeted all along. That's why we didn't hear anything. Yes, he interviewed other people, and he waited for this man to make up his mind, and he came to agreement, and I think that's why he's here. And you know what? If Skinner doesn't want to be here, which we don't know that, if they get it done, they get it done. I just think it's a great hire, sir. I'll hang up and listen.
0: John, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, I- they, they, they did hire a lot of guys, though. Or they they interviewed a lot of guys. They interviewed seven guys. Courtney, Pierre, LeBron. Um, so some reports out there say Lindy Ruff was someone who interviewed for the job. Like, that's out there now, that Lindy Ruff interviewed for the job. I, I, when I read that, by the way, a little off topic, but not really, actually. It's the Sabres coach search. But I felt so sad about it because I, the, the kid in me, and the fan in me that grew up watching the Sabers is trying to is he's trying to burst out of my body and yell, "I want Lindy Ruff to be the Sabers head coach." I wanted Lindy Ruff to be the Sabers head coach, but I couldn't get there. And I, it makes me almost sad that he's not, because I I love Lindy, and I think everyone in not everyone, but a lot of fans wanted him, and at least. If you didn't truly want him, part of you wanted him. And when I read today that he interviewed for the job and that he wanted it and that he didn't get it, that that just... I don't know. I I felt down about that. Because I wish he was a better coach. I wish wish he was a better coach because he's a super guy and I love how fiery he was as a coach. Like You want that. And Kruger's going to give you a little more I think than Housley and Bilesma were. Housley and Bilesma were super cool and collected. Collected mostly. Um, And You just never got a good soundbite for them. They were never interesting to listen to. They were wrong a lot of the times when they were talking. And I'm just hoping Kruger Kruger... Kruger seems like a guy that if he does not know something, he's not going to say it. And that's literally something the last coach didn't have. Because we heard him saying things that weren't true. That's maybe my most... That's what I'm maybe most impressed with. With Krugers. When he talks about being a good NHL head coach, he's talking about delegation and knowing what he doesn't know. And the guys on the World Economic Forum, like that can keep being said. We know he's at least smart. And you just hope that that translates uh, into a good coach here for the Sabres because he's here. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. Thanks for the calls. We will continue to take those, and we'll keep talking about Ralph Kruger for the next twenty minutes before we get you to Blues and Sharks. Also, a quick word on the NBA lottery: how that turned out. Zion Williamson's going to New Orleans. Barring any insane, miraculous trades, which will almost certainly not happen, and um, the Jets. I wanted the, the quick thing on the Jets because they fired their GM today out of left field, and I don't crazy. Adam Gase is their acting general manager. Who'd have thought that was going to happen yesterday? It's the nightcap with Jody Biase here on WGR.
1: A midsole and he has an attitude of a Lindy and of a torch. But like I said, he's very good at knowing what to be at what time. So I think tough to say he's one of these guys, but he's his own guy.
0: That is former Sabres forward Thomas Vanek, legend. Fair to say, legend. I mean, he's like he's got to be. He's fifth all time in goals for the team. I think that's right. Fifth all time. If he's not, he's right up there. Might be fourth. This is what we have the internet for. Uh, There's Thomas Vanek saying that Ralph Krueger is a kind of a mixture of Lindy Ruff, Gerard Gallant, and John Tortorella. I don't know how I feel about that. Doesn't really sound like uh, much of what we're hearing about him. Positive reinforcement. And like, Lindy, I love Lindy. And Gallant's a good coach, but and Tortorella's a good coach, but they're all like drill sergeants, especially Tortorella. So I don't know. Like you said, he's kind of a—he's not quite to the level of those guys, but um, he's kind of got his own flavor. It sounds like he's a different type of coach, and that's what I think I like about him, and that's what a lot of fans that do like the idea like about him. Uh, Vanek fifth all time in goals for the Sabers. If he ever does play for the Sabres again, which he's said repeatedly over the past few years that he'd like to do again, he is only 13 goals behind Danny Gare for fourth all-time, who's at 267, Fanix at 254. Uh, if he did play here again, he's not going to catch th- the top three. I mean, Andrew Chuck is third with 368. He's 114 behind that. But I think your fifth all-time in goals, legend. Where do you draw the line? How many legends can there be? For one team. Perot's a legend. Rick Martin's a legend. Danny Gare. Right? How many Sabres can you qualify as legends? I think Vanek makes the cut. Think so. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit more. Uh, 8030550 is the phone number if you want to get on Ralph Kruger as the new Sabres head coach. 19th. Um, he's the 19th coach in team history. He's the fifth, I think, in the last seven years. That's crazy. Uh, Ted Nolan and Rolston and Bilesma and Housley and just, oh. Like, you want it to stop, but this this you got to hope this is the one. And I'm optimistic that that's going to happen. I think a lot of fans we've heard from are optimistic that's going to happen. Not everybody. You've still got your old-school fans, super old-school fans out there that don't like that he's a soccer guy. But I have to say that to the, to the people out there right now that are just rolling their eyes thinking, oh, the Sabres hired a soccer guy. They're going to be the best soccer team in the NHL this year. Just let me tell you one thing. Going through YouTube videos last night, trying to just, just to see what Kruger sounded like, just to hear what he sounded like, because I'm in, I'm in radio, I'm in audio, I've got to listen to these guys more than you can possibly know cutting audio and listening back to interviews, see what's good to be put on air. Like I'm listening to these guys a lot. And I got to say, Phil Housley is one of the driest people that I've heard in the media. At least he was definitely more, um, you know, more colorful behind the scenes, but he was pretty dry up front. And I just wanted to hear what Kruger sounded like, so I'm looking through YouTube videos and I'm trying to find out what he sounds like and how he talks. And before I even get to videos of Kruger, it's, Videos of fans and analysts on Southampton Football Club in England at both when Kruger was hired and when he left the team, not wanting him because he's a hockey guy, because he's coached hockey his entire life. What does he know about football, or in this case, because we're in America, soccer? Like, what does he know about soccer? How is he qualified for this job? And it sounds like he went through five, six years of. Fans saying, well, what has he ever done in the sport? How is he qualified? And he still did a pretty good job there. I would I would say a very good job there, considering what the expectations for that club should be. I mean, you're th- that's a different sport. It's a different level of expectations. You are Southampton in the English Premier League. You should only be trying to avoid relegation. And not only were they avoiding relegation, going down to a lower league, they weren't even close to it until this year. So to me, like if you think he's a soccer guy, Well, the soccer people think he's a hockey guy, and he is a hockey guy. I mean, just an entire life of coaching hockey and being a scout and being a consultant for the the Olympics and all of that is not thrown out the window because you spent four years trying to see if you could do it in the English Premier League. So if you think he's a soccer guy, he's not. He's a hockey guy that tried soccer just to see if he could do it, and he did it. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. Let's go to Matt in Hamburg. Matt, you're on the nightcap.
1: Hey, so you were just talking about Gallant and Tortorella and Ruff, and how I don't think Gallant was a drill sergeant at all. I think he actually is one of the newer, up and coming thinkers. Okay. Kind of like play their own, play their own style. That was what the made Vegas so. Um, that's
0: that's right. I shouldn't have grouped him in. You're you're right though. He's not quite. He's especially not to the level of Tortorella or even Ruff. That's right.
1: Yeah, and I, and so I like the hire a lot. I think he brings some of the analytics side of it. The other big thing I like is he's going to have some roster say. Uh, I think it was one of the things with Housley that Bottle was like, no, no, you're not touching this. And he's now going to have some input and hopefully maybe help Bottle see maybe somebody that's more of, you know, deep down or depth player for another team that could be succeeding, kind of like Vegas and did some of, took some of the players and they flourished into great players like William Carlson. So I think that's. What I'm most excited about the hire
0: for? Yeah, Matt, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because because I haven't heard that mentioned, and that is something we haven't seen the Sabers have in a while. Like the Bills have that, like a tandem coach and GM on the same page. Like when you see uh, a behind the scenes like little video of like the trade deadline or at the draft, for instance. Like for for the Bills, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are sitting next to each other, and they're both working in tandem. Uh, to achieve one goal. And the Sabres did have that once upon a time. Like, Lindy and Darcy were that. But they have not had that sense. Tim Murray didn't seem like he talked to his coaches at all, especially Ted Nolan. Um, and it seemed like it was along the same lines with Bilesma. And then, yeah, I didn't get that same vibe that Housley and Bottrell had a situation like that either. So I, I would like that too, especially you know Kruger's a guy that seemed to want to be in an executive role. I think he might not have wanted to take this job unless he was able to get his hands in on the front office a little bit. Because if that's going to be his ultimate goal, to one day be a general manager or president of hockey operations, then you have to think he's going to want to get in on the action at least a little bit. So that's a good point. I haven't heard that brought up. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful too that that's the case because I think that's a better situation for any team to have when your coach and GM are just like working, like you're intertwined like that. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. All right, uh, we got about seven minutes left, a p- couple minutes left before i got to get out of here, and about seven minutes left until the beginning of the Blues and the Sharks coverage here on WGR, and quickly before we do get out of here, I want to say a quick word on the Zion Williamson sweepstakes yesterday, the NBA draft lottery, the way it fell, so the Pelicans get the first pick, and I don't really think that's as bad as everyone's making it out to be. I mean... Anthony Davis is there for now. He's probably going to get traded, but it could have been so much worse. The Memphis Grizzlies were right there. They were number two. And there is nothing exciting about the Memphis Grizzlies. Nothing. Their jerseys are boring. It's just blue and then darker blue. Like, that's their colors. And and to me, like, they don't have any exciting players. He almost went there. New Orleans, at least, is kind of fun. And they've got some decent players, even if they're not Anthony Davis. And you would have to think if they were going to trade Anthony Davis, then they should get some pretty good young pieces too. So it's not – it would have been better, I think, if you went to the Knicks or even the Lakers. But it wasn't the worst thing in the world, I think, for Zion to be uh, become a Pelican coming up here. All right, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned. Coverage of the Blues and Sharks Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals is next here on WGR.